You are listening to the Mindful Minute, meditations created for everyday joy. I'm Meryl Arnett, mama, meditator, and co-owner of Sacred Chill West. This podcast is recorded from my live Monday night meditation class, where we have a brief discussion followed by a 20-minute guided meditation. Be sure to listen to the end of today's episode to find out how you can join the next virtual meditation class for free. Welcome. Glad to have you all this evening. Thank you. If you are listening to the recording, we are recording this class on the Monday before the U.S. election. And if you've meditated with me in the past, you know, you know, usually mid-month or so, I sit down and I think about the coming month and I pay attention to what's coming up in my meditation practice and in my dreams or what I'm reading and what I'm talking about. And it's from those places that I call whatever the meditation series is for the month. And then we'll spend three Mondays out of the month talking about a specific topic related to meditation. And so mid-October, I sat down and thought, well, we're going to be in the election. So clearly it needs to be related to that. What am I going to talk about? I have no idea. And so I waited a couple more days and thought about it, and I have no idea. And this just kept going all the second half of October. Every day was another day of, I really can't even begin to predict what we're going to need, what's going to be most useful, what's going to be timely. And as I was going through that experience, what I realized we really need to spend some time talking about is how to be with the unknown. And so that's what tonight's class is specifically, is how are we with the unknown? Because we're in this precipice of transition and we have no idea what tomorrow looks like or the day after or any of the days after, which can feel tremendously scary. And the truth is, although we do a fabulous job of tricking ourselves most of the time, That's at the reality of every next moment, right? We're always on the precipice of transition because this moment right now is transitioning into the next moment. And none of us actually know what's going to happen in the next moment. We lie to ourselves and we do a fabulous job of like concocting all these mechanisms to make us feel like we're in control. And we do it because The moment we see that we're not in control, the moment we think, oh my God, I have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow, doesn't your mind immediately go to what if? What if? How? When? What next? What will I do? What will she do? What will he do? I mean, we can go all day and before we know it, within the span of a couple seconds, we're like jumping off the cliff of fear with you know, 97,000 of our closest friends, right? So our job as meditators is how to prevent ourselves from running away with fear, how to stay deeply rooted and deeply present as we watch moment by moment, transition by transition, the unknown unfold in front of us. So I listened to a really interesting talk by, you know, my favorite person on the planet, Brene Brown. And she was talking about power, power and leadership. 
So she was, I guess she's been doing research for the last 10 years or so on leadership. And what she talked about specifically was these two opposing ideas of power. There's the idea of power over. And power over is the belief that power is finite and it must be hoarded because if you have it, that means I don't. And the way that I control power is through fear, through divisiveness, through destabilizing, through devaluing. And at the opposite end of the spectrum is power with. Power with is the idea that power is actually infinite and it expands through connection. So in a power with paradigm, we're operating with a sense of connection, a sense of unity, a sense of empathy. And I'm going to take a wild guess that if you're listening to this talk, you, like me, hear those two definitions and you're like, well, obviously power with is the choice, right? Wouldn't we like to live in a world that's led through power with? And again, the truth of the moment is, for most of us, I believe, we were raised in homes and communities and in cultures where power over is the norm, right? It's just the way it is. And so that power over structure is imbued into our thought patterns, into our cells, into our intuition and our gut. It's there. So we start to think about this is how I want the the greater world, the outer world to look. But inside, I'm operating by the very principles that I stand against. It doesn't match up. So our work, I think our work, in the unknown moments, rather than spend all our energy out there, like hoping and praying and worrying and talking and thinking and fearing, instead of all of that swirl out there, can we turn everything we've got inside and create that atmosphere of power with instead? Because here's the truth. The minute you think about not knowing what's coming next, the minute you start to get scared about that, do you not get divisive, destabilize, and devalue? I I can tell you right now I do. That is the go-to. Immediately, it is us versus them. It is so easy to go home and pick a fight with my partner or my kids or my colleagues because I can. And I'll devalue myself all day long by being like, oh, I'm too busy to sit down and meditate. I'm too busy to go for a walk and and execute any self-care that would keep me sane and grounded right now. I'm going to throw all that out the window, right? That is that I've got to take control of the moment. So I'm going to do all these crazy things that I don't actually believe in because it makes me feel like I might have some control. The work is power with. So instead of devaluing, instead of destabilizing ourselves, can we find connection within? Can we find empathy within? Can we foster that sense of safety and trust in our own bodies? Because we know, right, the body is just a microcosm of what's out in the world. So if what we want to see is power with, if what we want to see is connection or safety or 
a million other things. If that's what we want to see in the macrocosm, what we have to do as meditators is foster it in the microcosm inside. And this takes massive work, right? Because it sounds good to have this logical brain forward discussion. I know, or I believe, I hope, sounds good, right? (laughs) But the minute that we get scared, we're no longer operating with that forward thinking, you know, logical brain. We have dropped into that reptilian brain and we're operating through the things that are embedded in us. So that's what we have to change. So you might know one of my favorite meditation practices of all times is metta, loving kindness practice. That's what we're going to do tonight. And the reason I go to metta practices is in all honesty, they were originally taught as the antidote to fear. So these practices were the practices that were given as a way of shifting that internal landscape from one of fear into that one that has a sense of presence, stability, and connection. So the story behind Metta, um, the story goes, the Buddha sent a group of monks out into the forest to meditate. He said, go out here, you're going to stay 90 days, you're going to do this meditation practice, and then you come back. And so the monks go, and they sit in the forest, and as they do, the tree spirits are very annoyed that these monks have come to disrupt their home. And they try to chase the monks out by scaring them. So they appear as howling wind and falling branches and ghosts and ghouls and all the scary things that go bump in the night. And indeed, they terrified the monks, and the monks came running out of the forest and back to the Buddha and said, send us somewhere else. We can't meditate there. It's so noisy. It's so scary. It's so awful. And the Buddha said, no, no, it's fine. You can meditate there. This is what you need to know. And he taught metta meditation for the first time. He taught loving kindness meditation for the first time. And he sent the monks back into the forest with that particular practice. And so the monks sat down and began to practice with these traditional phrases of loving kindness. May I be filled with loving kindness. May I be safe from danger. May I know peace. May I be at ease, right? They're practicing with these traditional phrases. And the myth goes that the tree spirits were so moved by the beauty of this practice that they vowed from that day on to always look after the monks and make sure they were safe. So that's the myth behind metta. And I think that it has true applications for us today. Right? As we're sitting facing unknown. We don't know. We don't know what tomorrow looks like or the days after. It's easy to be very riled up by the things that go bump in the night, whatever those personal things are for you. And so we turn that practice inward to say, rather than jump over the cliff of fear, what if? What if I practice connection, empathy, loving kindness? So let's try it tonight and see what happens, yes? Take a minute to find a comfortable seat. So if you're already seated on the ground, you might uncross your legs and cross them the other way. 
If you're in a chair, you might let your feet go flat down onto the ground. You can let your hands rest onto your lap, palms face down. And when you're ready, you might let your eyes close. If closing your eyes doesn't feel particularly safe or comfortable tonight, you can always take a soft gaze down towards the ground. And as we settle into our practice, let's start with a deep breath. So take a deep inhale in. And exhale out a sigh. And we'll just do that again, inhaling fully. Exhaling out a nice loud sigh. And then letting your breath fall to its own natural pace. And as we transition into our practice this evening, you might take a minute just to acknowledge the space that you're in. Reminding yourself of the four walls around you. And if there are partners, roommates, pets, children making noise in the background, you can take a minute just to acknowledge that whatever's happening in your space is welcome to be here. You don't have to change anything. Nothing needs to be perfect in order for you to meditate. Your practice is here for you no matter what is happening in the outer landscape or the inner landscape. You might even call out this moment as your time to meditate by saying silently to yourself, now is my time to meditate. Now is my time to meditate. And with your intentions stated, Perhaps you can just let go a little bit. Sitting a little more fully into your seat. Relaxing the hips, the thighs. Letting the spine gently lift up and lengthen so that you feel tall and awake. You might press the shoulder blades back and down. Feel the top of the head just reaching up and back a tiny bit. And the muscles through the face relax. You might smooth and broaden your forehead. And soften the skin around the eyes. And 
Relaxing the lips, the jaw, the tongue. Maybe you feel a few breaths moving out across the tops of your shoulders. Just feeling breath smooth out across the tops of the shoulders. And maybe a few breaths through the center of the chest. And if it's possible, you could imagine just relaxing the muscles of the chest. And if that's not quite possible in this moment, you can also just acknowledge how they feel. You can acknowledge if there's tightness. You can acknowledge if there's heaviness. Perhaps just feel breath. Mm, feeling breath down in your belly. Maybe unclenching the belly muscles just a bit. So that as you breathe in, you're feeling just a light expansion of your belly. And as you breathe out, a gentle contraction. No forcing here. Noticing a subtle expansion on inhale. A subtle contraction on exhale. And gently let your mind wander to wherever you most feel. Feel your breath. Perhaps it's the movement of the belly. Perhaps it's just inside the nose. Wherever you most feel the breath. So that as you breathe in, you're feeling that air move into the body. And as you breathe out, you're feeling air move out of the body. Just for a minute here. fully aware of the sensations of breathing. 
perhaps you'll find you can smooth the breath out a bit, eliminating any gaps or hiccups. as you melt into the rhythm of breath here. We're going to gently layer on the phrases of loving kindness. And so in your own way, silently, just repeat these phrases. May I be filled with loving kindness. May I be safe from inner and outer danger. May I be well in body and mind. And may I be at ease and happy. May I be filled with loving kindness. May I be safe from inner and outer danger. May I be well in body and mind. And may I be at ease and happy. May I be filled with loving kindness. May I be safe from inner and outer danger. May I be well in body and mind. And may I be at ease and happy. We'll have about seven minutes in silence. Just repeating the phrases to the best of your ability. It's fine if you end up changing them or you forget one. May I be filled with loving kindness. May I be safe from inner and outer danger. May I be well in body and mind. And may I be at ease and happy.
be filled with loving kindness. May I be safe from inner and outer danger. May I be well in body and mind. And may I be at ease and happy. Feel your breath deepening here. And perhaps wiggling into fingers and toes. And straightening up your spine if you've slumped over. When you're ready, just slowly bring your palms together in front of your heart and rub your hands together. Rub them briskly until you're building some heat and some friction between your palms. And when they're nice and warm, bring your hands right over your eyes, just cupping the palms over the closed eyes, feeling that warmth from the heat of your hands penetrating through skin all the way into the brain. Just enlivening, awakening the brain. With your hands over your eyes, you might blink your eyes open, letting a tiny bit of light filter in. And as you feel ready, you can drop your hands away. Let your eyes open and feel your practice release. As we move forward into tomorrow and the days that come, I encourage you to come back to those phrases as often as you can, even if it's just for one repetition in the moment. Just something to ground you, to root you, and to keep you from running off into that, I've got to control this moment. This moment is scary and I must control it. Stop that train. Get centered in that power with paradigm. Thank you guys. Namaste. Thanks for listening to the Mindful Minute. If you're enjoying these episodes, consider joining me for the recording of this podcast every Monday night during my live virtual meditation class. If you tune in for the live class, you get the bonus content that isn't included in the podcast episodes. There's always time for Q&A, and there's always the chance to connect with me personally. I would love to see your faces, and better yet, If you leave me a review of this podcast, screenshot it, email it to Meryl at MerylArnett.com, you get your first class with me for free. Email your review to Meryl, M-E-R-Y-L at MerylArnett, M-E-R-Y-L-A-R-N-E-T-T.com. Get your first class for free. You can find out the schedule, how to register, all of that good stuff by going to my website, MerylArnett.com. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you next week.